COVID-19 podcast. Can you hear the crickets? I'm not upstate. I'm in New York City. For those of you that don't know, um, our neighbor raises crickets, and I decided to record this intro next to them because they're really soothing, and, and they're sweet little guys living their best lives, having no idea that there is a pandemic upon us. So with that said, um, our guest today is Farron Salniker. Farron has been a guest uh, on the pod before. Uh, We did a really nice podcast talking about women in Mezcal. And today we are checking in with her. Um, She is the events manager for Mezcalistas, as well as being a freelance writer. She is also based in LA. And so we talk about the, you know, what she's seeing over on the West Coast and how it's affecting the industry, mezcal as a category, although, you know, we're not really sure what's going on with that quite yet. Um, we will host, host more podcasts in the future with friends of ours from uh, rural Mexico and Oaxaca and Durango um, and some other states to kind of get a vibe of are you continuing with production? Are people healthy? What's going on? Um, it's a little too soon to tell um, on that end. So, I am happy to report that this is our first remote recording of a podcast, so we're up and running now, and that's great. Um, and we are going to use the webpage of Hey Hey Agave for this episode to host links for everybody, um, as for resources for people that are in the industry, um, some good resources for undocumented people. Um, there are a lot of uh, effort to mobilize and to help raise funds and direct people um, to get further resources in in that area, um, something that's very near and dear to uh, my heart and Gabrielle's heart as well. Um, and yeah, I think it's just saying out loud that we are here. We're in New York, so, you know, we're we're in the epicenter and every day it's a little bit different and definitely scarier right now, and we're all just trying to do our best to stay sane and positive and healthy and a lot of us have been very sick, Gabrielle and myself included. Um we're we're through it now, which I'm really grateful for. Uh, but to everybody out there that's dealing with illness, the fear of illness, ill family members, if you work in the healthcare industry, just sending you a giant virtual hug. And um, let's keep the conversation going, everybody. There's been really cool things happening on Instagram and people coming together and creating virtual communities. So let's keep up with that. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on Spotify. You can write a review. That's really great. Other than that, um, just everybody take care of yourselves, and hopefully we'll have new episodes coming a little bit more regularly now. Okay, be well. Here is Farron Salniker. Hello, everyone. In this post-COVID-19 world, we are joined today by Farron Salniker. Hey, Farron. Hey. Gabrielle, hi. Hi. 
And we all decided to get together remotely. Uh, this is actually the first time that we're recording remotely, um, which is pretty exciting. It took a pandemic to get us to get our shit together to figure this out. So um, I guess that's one good thing that came of this. But we just thought, Farron, that we would check in with you and kind of get the temperature of where things are at, um, you know, within the, the West Coast perspective. You're in, you're in California and Los Angeles, correct? And uh, as everybody knows, uh, you're a freelance writer and also the events manager for Mescalistas. Uh, and Mescalistas, one of your business methods is events-based um, things such as Mexico in a Bottle and doing some spirited conversations and really educating and informing the community about the category of agave spirits. So what is going on in your world, Farron? Um, yeah, well, you know, we're all in the same boat, basically, is what um, has been kind of my thoughts and what I'm hearing from other people. Um, in terms of my work, my work world, um, you know, mescalistas were just like everybody else were trying to adapt. Um, so we had two events that we've had to reschedule our Chicago event and our Dallas event. Um, the Dallas event was going to be a new city this year. And so, you know, we've been trying to, first we had to monitor what was actually happening. Um, our San Diego event was kind of the week before things got really crazy and shutdowns started to happen. And so um, we kind of were monitoring and then decided to reschedule. And we still are not quite sure when we're going to do Dallas. Um, and in the meantime, we're just trying to do what we, um, what we love doing, which is creating community, um, continuing to provide educational platforms. So we've come up with a new virtual series. We're going to do, um, you know, our events cover the whole ecosystem of Mezcal. And so we always have artists and music. And so on the Mexico in the Bottle Instagram, we're going to be doing some um, some virtual events in that kind of realm of things. Yeah. Have um, something scheduled. What is it this Friday? Yeah. So Friday, we're going to do our first live DJ session with DJ Mafondo, who's our musical curator. He DJs live for us at the LA event and the San Diego event. Um, so he's going to be doing the first session is going to be um psychedelic tropicali sounds nice so hopefully that'll you know relax everyone and um, just for everybody to have reference um we're talking about friday april 3rd correct. i'm hoping to, to get these conversations out a little bit quicker um since we're at home a lot more now right <laughs> <laughs> lots of time um yeah so that starts friday sunday we're gonna be doing um a mural and mezcal session with Juan de la Mora, who's a muralist that works with us at our Chicago event. And he's going to be transforming his basement into an agave themed mural. Um, Whoa. Yeah. And he also, he does a very cool thing where he paints using charcoal um, from an orno that he, that he was at in Oaxaca. Oh, cool. That's yeah. awesome. So there'll be some cool tie-ins there. Um, and what I, platform is that going to be on? Is that, that Instagram that, live too? That'll also be Instagram live. So the more kind of, um, 
mezcal adjacent things are going to be on Mexico in a Bottle on the Instagram. And then we're launching a whole series of virtual conversations um, that will be hosted on Zoom and people can sign up via Eventbrite. Uh, the link is on the Mescalista site. And those are going to be conversations with people in the mezcal world about different topics. And then we'll also do a behind the bar series that'll feature bartenders. And um, the idea is that the sessions are somewhat quick presentations and allow for a lot of room for, for conversations and for people to ask questions. That sounds all really, really exciting. Are you guys, um, like, who's going to be hosting these events? Is it all going to kind of be different, like pairs of people together or yeah. is it going to be moderators? So it'll mostly be um, different people hosting. And I think there will be some that will be, there'll be like some joint conversations. So for example, on our first one on Monday, April 6th, Ryan Toll of Maestros del Mezcal and Chris Maxwell, who was formerly with Fortaleza Tequila and is an, a great agave educator, they're going to get into the whole what, how, where of agave distillation. Um, and then like later on, like on April 20th, we'll have, um, Michael Hurley, who's with Borderland Spirits. We'll be talking about Bacanora. Um, we'll later have Raza from Oaxaca. Um, he'll be talking about their new product, which is, uh, pulque based. The idea is to cover the whole world of agave spirits since we have yeah, the time. <laughs> I mean, this whole situation has kind of catapulted all of us into uh, seeing how we can do things together apart, I guess, uh, as they're saying, you know, and mm -hmm. Zoom. And there's another platform too called, I think, Blue Jeans that I just heard about. But anyway, all of these platforms that allow for video and, and audio and sharing and everything um, just seems to be where it's at. So uh, when people go to the events, right, are these ticketed events um, like for a fee or how, how does it work to get in? Uh, are yeah. they limited seating? Like I'm, I'm still not really sure with Zoom, like how many people can be on one call together? Yeah, that those are great questions. So um, they're, we're doing them by donation right now. The idea is that, you know, we do need to raise money um, to support our operations because Mescalista is essentially functions on the event revenue um, from Mexico in a Bottle, which is, you know, two of those events are now canceled. Um, right. But we also want to make them accessible to industry folk, and uh, we don't want to charge industry people right now. So if there are consumers listening and want to join, think about when you make a donation that you're actually supporting an industry person to, um, to sign up and watch, you know? Oh, that's and, a lovely way to put it, actually. I really yeah, like yeah, yeah. And then um, in terms of, so people have to register via Eventbrite, and then we'll send them the link to the Zoom. And that is a good question. I'm not quite sure how many people can sign up for each class. I haven't been organizing that component of it. But yeah all the more reason to register quickly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Get in while you can, people. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, I guess if it fills up, it's a good problem to have, as they say. Yeah, totally. And if it, if there's a lot of demand, then we can do our best to schedule more. Definitely. Yeah, we're really looking forward to that. You know, there's been um, a couple interesting developments. I'm sure people that are listening to this um, might know or might not, but I figured I'd plug it. Um, 
uh, Chava from uh, La Luna uh, is doing these really cool Instagram live kind of one hour sessions with people in the industry, agave adjacent, as they say, or, you know, just like enthusiasts, people that really care about this stuff. And so those have been really fun. I think you and Tess are going to be on pretty soon, right? Yeah. So we'll be on on Thursday. Um, I don't know what date that is off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> Days don't matter anymore. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, where are we? What time is it? Um, so we'll be on on Thursday and we'll, yeah, we'll be talking about what's up with Mescalista, Mexico in a bottle. Um, and then, uh, you know, we'll be talking about how we both got into this. And then, you know, my, one of my focuses has been women in mezcal. So I think we're going to be on that theme as well. I think there's Very a possibility cool. to record any of the things that you guys are going to be doing at Zoom. Uh, and, you know, I think that's that's a pretty cool stuff because most of these conversations uh, have been living just on Instagram. And I think this is something that Sabrina and I were talking today that, you know, the, the work that Chava is doing is amazing, but it's kind of ephemeral at right now. Like there's, it doesn't have a house. It doesn't stay anywhere else. Uh, it's not a story that you can highlight it does a, it's not a life uh, a facebook live that it can be archived but at least i haven't seen them archived yet so it's, it's going to be kind of interesting also to figure out um where all this information is going to be living because it's it's happening we see it we hear it we digest it and then what yeah definitely i think um like sabrina said this is all pushing us to create new ways to connect and um, provide information. And then also we're going to have to figure out new ways to store that information uh, so people can access it because, and, and that will help us in the long run, you know, with, we have these kind of conversations at our in-person events, but often same thing, like maybe it's on Facebook live, um, at best, or you guys record it. There's a scary thought that comes to my mind. Um, a couple of years ago, I was going through uh, school and I was working very hard to find information and everything, at least for the last decade or so, was type-based. And you can search whatever it was being typed and not necessarily, like there's a lot of scans that they were JPEGs or PDF that then the image itself was then converted into a PDF. So it was not scannable or reachable. And um, I just wonder if, if is the, all this technology is going to force also a little bit of, of the, our new searching capabilities to be able to search by audio, since there's so much of it being just passing by through, uh, with really interesting conversations and everything, but even us with a, with the Hey, Hey, Agave podcast, we have a lot of pictures. We put a lot of photos and, and uh, photos and information on the website, but it's, it's not even a third of what the conversation is about. Yeah, really important archiving questions. I love the idea of being able to search in like audio archive other than, you know, what we would consider like Apple, like music or iTunes or whatever and uh, Spotify, right? So... 
talk to me a little bit about what it's like in LA right now. Um, you know, we can obviously talk about what it's like in New York, mm. uh, epicenter that we are in. And yes, Gabrielle and I are still in New York City. Um, but Farron, what's it what's it like over in your neck of the woods? Um, you know, LA, I think it's similar to a lot of other places. We're on lockdown. Um, we got the shelter in place order like a week after the Bay Area. So it's what's so interesting about this virus and um, the reactions is that, you know, every, not just people, but every city, every region is like on their own timeline. Um, and so for me being in LA without my family in the Bay, it was really interesting because they were all sh- like sheltering in place. So I just assumed that it was going to be a matter of days until LA was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, so yeah, everyone's doing a pretty good job, I think. Um, and they've unfortunately just closed the parks and the beaches because people weren't doing a great job of physical yeah. distancing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's really sad. And I think, you know, I've been having a lot of conversations about the repercussions of this virus not just in terms of the economy and obviously the harm from the actual virus but on our mental health um and i think closing public spaces and not having access to the few things that we do have access to right now um is really hard for a lot of us in in la because we're just that's how we identify ourselves you know it's like the beach and (laughs) the desert and the ocean um, and being active so I think that's hard and I think you know here like everywhere else the industry is really hurting um, both the owners and employees and you know the huge amount of um, undocumented folks that work in the industry so yeah yeah I mean I think everywhere else you've been doing a really awesome job of promoting, you know, different organizations, like just from like, I, I've seen your on your Instagram, like your the local neighborhood joints, but then also, you know, the the larger institutions that are there to try to collect money and help out um, people in the not just the service industry, but everybody that's hurting right now. And I that's something that I've been noticing in such a big way of people really coming together to try to share resources and information. Um you know, on, on, on the best side of things, like we, we do really care about each other and we want to, we want to see each other through this. Yeah, definitely. I, um, I just did a piece that should be published soon for an outlet about how the alcohol industry is essentially, you know, doing what it can to take care of its own. Um, and there's been so many, not just the nonprofits that are doing amazing work and, you know, owners that have set up GoFundMe campaigns, um, but also workers taking care of workers, you know, um, these viral happy hours that started where bartenders are able to get tipped. Um, there's a website that's out that where people can click on it um, according to their city and it randomizes an industry um, service workers uh, Venmos. And so you can just tip a random service person every time you take a drink. Um, oh, that's cool. I haven't yeah. heard of that yet. Yeah, it's called serviceindustry.tips, and they're in like 200 cities now, and it, a lot of the admins 
across each city managing the kind of list of, of service professionals uh, coming in to get tipped, they, um, they're all volunteer industry workers. Um, also in LA, there's a group, a hospitality group, Vala Hospitality, and they're providing um, meals for undocumented back of house workers. So I think it, that's been really um, beautiful and impressive that um, the industry and the food industry too, obviously has been able to organize. And it's really a lot of um, service industry folks that are also out of work that are looking out for each other. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been really overwhelming. I mean, you know, the, the close friends that we have here that we've been speaking to that are restaurant owners and, you know, just, just working in service. Um, it's, it's been absolutely overwhelming the amount of love pouring in for everybody and, you know, not everybody has the dollars to give, but you know, they have the time to make a phone call or do a FaceTime and just check in. And there's been a lot of checking in. It's just been like, I haven't talked to so many people in such a short amount of time in such a long time. And it's really, it's really comforting. Yeah. I, I actually had to like kind of pause with the virtual socializing because it was getting to be too much. You couldn't get any work done? Yeah. <laughs> I also wanted to just briefly talk a little bit about the article that you just published in Life and Time um, magazine. And Gabs and I had a chance to read it today. And it's so it's just so good. Um, it's called The Legacy and Ecosystem of Don Mateo Mescal, which consequently, in honor of this article you wrote, is the mescal that Gabrielle and I are drinking today. Which um, yeah. which expression are you drinking? I believe it's the cupriata. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, yeah he's got well, the he's got the bottle by him because we're in separate rooms now. Right, we're doing this remote <laughs> podcasting. It's very strange. Right. This is. I will tell you in a second. Yeah, Emilio Vieira is the mezcalero. Mm -hmm. uh, it is a tiny bottle, so it's a two hundred and fifty milliliters. It's forty six percent alcohol volume. It's pretty spicy. Um, funny enough, it has a, you know how they, they the newer things have holograms and all kinds of all kinds of things. This one has a has a sticker from basically just the tax collector agency, uh, and is from two thousand twelve. So oh. it might be a very old cupriata that it just made it to the state somehow. It was this was a present from a, a cousin of ours. Oh, cool! A vintage edition. Um, <laughs> so, I'm, what are you sipping on? I am sipping on something also from Michoacan. Uh, it's definitely not in the states. So, there's a brand called Wasisi. Um, that was one of the first brands in Michoacan, but they're not exported yet. And on our last uh, Mescalistas tour, Mayra, the owner, surprised me with a couple bottles of um, weed mezcal. So it's Ooh. like, mm -hmm. um, so it's very green and um, it's pretty light. Like, I'm not going to be too silly. Don't worry. Um, but when she gave it to me, it was funny because she, she kind of poured it like a regular glass of mezcal. And I was headed out from her house to go back to Morelia. And so I just kind of, I downed like probably like four ounces 
and then yeah because i was just trying to of the the weed mezcal yeah she served me like two (laughs) awesome (laughs) like two glasses or two copitas and um i wasn't really thinking i was just you know enjoying myself and then i got onto the bus to go to from patsuaro to morelia and i was like all of a sudden feeling really giggly Uh and then i was like oh i'm freaking high right now (laughs) (laughs) did it make that ride just like that much better because best bus ride ever (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's incredible yeah but anyway so about the article you mentioned thanks for reading it um yeah and also uh just a shout out to renee who uh uh, took all the photographs he's a photographer a friend of ours in new york city and he, he was on that trip with you right yeah he came on the tour and documented it and did such an amazing job uh he's so talented so that was awesome and then it worked out because i um pitched this story and could pitch his photographs as well um so the the piece was for life and time which is a kind of food and beverage online site and they also have developed uh, i think it's a bi-monthly paper which is so nice, especially right now. I like Oh, like love. print? Yeah, print. Yay. Uh, right? Long live yeah. print media. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, this was for their issue that was is the extinction issue. And it came out like last week. So it's very weird timing that obviously That's they couldn't creepy. have predicted. Yeah. yeah. How could they have ever have known? Right. Um, but it's there's some really good stories about um, you know, like the drought in Australia, about bees, seafood. Um, and so my article was about how Don Mateo's ranch, which has been in the so he's a sixth generation mescalero. Um, and the ranch where he's growing cupriata agaves has been in the family for a couple generations. And um, I think, I can't remember, it was maybe 10 years ago where he started growing agaves um, to kind of try and be self-sustaining. And so it's about how by doing that, they also preserve this amazing ranch that's huge and all the wildlife that goes with it. Uh, I, I think you put in the. I think you put in your in your uh, paper that it was from two thousand, so twenty years. Okay, so a lot, a lot longer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that it's just this lush, amazing ranch. Like you just feel like a dinosaur is gonna come out. You know, it's that like feels that kind of virgin and. Um, and there's a whole portion of the ranch that no humans enter in. And they have a couple species of bats that were endangered that, um, you know, like pollinate the agaves. They have a bunch of birds there that um, some are, have been on the endangered list or at-risk list. And, um, and then his mother, Doña Delia, who's just amazing, she also, part of her role she's the president of um the like women's association of mezcaleras in in michoacan and she helps run the store and does all these other things for the business but her one of her passions is rescuing ancestral dishes from michoacan 
So the whole family, just by kind of following their passions and also following like really good business sense is actually preserving a lot more than just, you know, a mezcal tradition. How, how is she going about preserving um, those kind of cultural, those cultural dishes? So she has an opportunity where, you know, she's making food for visitors that come to the um, distillery. And so um, when she does that, she cooks dishes that are traditional and somewhat unique. And she's buying heirloom corn and ingredients from like organic farmers in the area and, and ranches, and she's documenting them. And, you know, she, she's not like an official cocinera tradicional, but she really kind of embodies that role. That's amazing. Is she documenting them just like on her phone or like? I think just for herself. Yeah. Um, they're not really published or anything like that, but you're giving me an idea. There's another project. <laughs> yeah. Bring on the project. That's what happens. You know, when you when you spend so much time at home, you know, on certain projects, thinking about things, just ask Gabrielle every morning. Like he generates about 50 new ideas every morning to which I am like, enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can't possibly tackle all of this. Um, but it is, it's sort of this kind of like creative back and forward of like, oh, well, that actually would be a really cool thing to do. And yeah, let's archive all the audio and, you know, whatever else. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I mean, what's been cool about what we're doing right now with all the virtual events, um, especially in chatting with the muralist Juan and the DJ Jorge is like, we're doing these things that even I have always wanted to do. um, But because they didn't necessarily provide revenue, um, Mm -hmm. they weren't top of the priority list. And now that it's like, well, you know, we're stuck at home and, you know, just there's certain streams of revenue that just aren't an option right now. And we need projects and things that we're passionate about. Let's just do it. You know, um, we, it kind of opens up that creative space to like experiment, um, and not have to worry about if you're going to like make money cause you probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can relate about that, having a podcast for a little over a year now. (laughs) It's like an enormous amount of work. By the way, just a shout out to everybody that actually goes on to our webpage where we have images and links and like so many incredible resources from each conversation. We really appreciate you for doing that because, um, sometimes it just feels like you're talking out in the universe and nobody's talking back to you, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and I think that this time that we have right now where we're like doing more things that are engaging each other in the immediate, it, there's something about that that's palpable and it feels really good. Yeah. And in, in many situations that don't feel good right now and that feel quite scary and, you know, uncertain, um, just having that human to human connection has felt really good like uh, from a distance, of course, but like, you know, like we're people that need people. Yeah, totally. I mean, I've been thinking a lot about how there's so many unknowns with what's happening right now, but I have reframed my thinking to think, well, what do I know and what is true? And, um, you know, what we know is that we have community, um, we have people 
that we're friends with, that we love, that um, we can still communicate, we can still be creative, we can still inspire each other. Um, and yeah, what you guys are doing, it's, you were already doing that, you're connecting people um, through this passion that you have. And um, it's really, really important right now. Yeah, all of us, all of us working together and all of us um, speaking together. And, you know, like, I think that it's just going to keep evolving. And, you know, there'll be more hopeful opportunities to continue this when things one day go back to normal, whatever that means, you know, like, I know that like, it's a paradigm shift right now. And there's so many, there's so many things that are not going to be the same as they were before. And something that I really truly hope is that we keep up this kind of like virtual connection, especially for those of us that are on different coasts, you know, different countries. Um, there's like, we should keep the, the mezcal happy hours going and, you know, maybe a DJ event a couple times a month or something like whatever you guys are into. Um, I, I just encourage that. And I really, I hope that we can maintain it because if there's anything that we've learned, like if we take the time to do these projects that we've put off for other reasons, they can get done pretty easily, you know? Mm-hmm, totally. And it's, I mean, we've all been, what, gosh, I mean, Gabs and I have been quarantined a little bit longer than everybody else, but it's been, this is like week four for us. Uh, and I mean, it's challenging, but it's, it's not that bad. Right, Gabs? It is pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Sabrina's trying to tell you, but this is perfectly fine. I haven't feel like today I went out a little bit, but I think it's the most that I have been out in in a month. And uh it's it's pretty challenging. Yeah, um, I guess I guess yeah. this really does come down to also like, you know, are you a highly extroverted person like Gabrielle or are you kind of on the fence like me where it's like, I kind of don't mind being home a lot, you know? Well, you guys were also sick for a couple of weeks. And so, right? We were. And, and so we now were. you're, you're, you know, inside, yeah. but you're not sick. So that's definitely better. We're and everyone, I think it was undiagnosed corona because they didn't have tests in the city yet. But uh, but yeah, we got many it, many so. many of the people that we know is you know, slowly but truly, they're they're coming out. Is like oh, I I have corona too. It's kind of like a a coming out thing uh, because there was there was no testing. So and this this goes back probably like a month and a half ago. It's not just this past two weeks. Oh yeah, it's that definitely is, that been is the in crazy the city part. for a lot like, longer than than three or four. That's weeks. I think that's why it's so harsh right now in New York is because this has been here for a while. So yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, you guys really are. I mean, you're the epicenter right now, and I, I yeah, you, I know. I think the rest of the country is looking at the news about New York and just like, why would anybody want to fucking live there right the now? The rest of the country, <laughs> like my mom, is calling every night and like. Did you know that their Central Park has a, has a hospital? Did you know that, like, it's, it's such a global thing. So it's, it's going everywhere. My mom knows more of where are the new hospitals than probably us because we're kind of, like, blocating that part of the information. Like, I, we, don't, we don't need to know more. Like, we, we're, like this is enough. Like, it's, some, it's so much uh, a bombardment of corona information through all the mediums that it's kind of hard not to try to stay awake and away 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think if you over ingest that kind of stuff, it, you'll just it'll be pandemonium and you'll just be pure panic, you know. Yeah, I um, think but... you know, it make me it make me thought it make me think something when I was talking to my folks. It's like when somebody asks you how are you, how are you doing, I think that the obvious answer is like we are in the same world. Everybody's going through the same thing. So if you're shitty, most likely I am. <laughs> like it shouldn't be like it's you can talk more about your emotions you can talk about how you're feeling but like how you doing like we're in a shitty situation this is really really bad yeah Uh, so it's 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 kind of it's it's kind of difficult not to not want to say something horrible when somebody asks you how are you doing maybe the question these days should be like so how shitty are you today (laughs) yeah yeah. how's your depression Yeah, in your scale minus one to minus 20. uh, (laughs) Hey, it's all a mental strength test, right? It is, it is. The whole situation is just really, I think, just testing all of us to like have perspective and be grateful and be supportive and. Oh, absolutely. And also to be grateful um, for all of those people that are working in healthcare right now. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Thank you, everybody. Like, that's an incredible, incredible uh, just gesture of of humanity for, for keeping on with that, you know. And I mean, yeah, it's real scary here. Like, they're talking about not having supplies next week and, you know, but at the same time, we've got friends that are in the fabrication world and, you know, they're busting out face shields and head masks and, you know, every, everybody just wants to help, mm-hmm. Yeah, which is heartening and, and hopefully, you know, with all of that effort, we'll be able to beat this thing. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, Farron, uh, thank you so much for updating us on on how things are developing everybody that's listening go check out the awesome programming that mescalistas has for you and thanks for listening everybody is a production of tuyo nyc Brittany prater is our editor your hosts are Gabrielle Velasquez Zazueta and me, Sabrina Lassard. Our music is by Milagro Verde. Find them on Instagram at Milagro underscore Verde BK. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Salicita. <laughs>